Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. So many in the Bible are such a great example to us. You have great examples that we can follow. We know out of their example what we should do and what we should say and how we can pray and what the Lord has prepared for us. And of course, there are also examples in the Bible whom we should not follow. And they show us what will happen if we do follow their way of living and the decisions, the choices they made in life, how it brought them terrible things, and especially not only upon them, but also upon their seed. And so we have these great examples. And today, I just want to go a moment to the story of Job. Well, I will not tell you the story. It's a good story for you to read. And wow, if you read that story again, maybe you are suffering in your life, and maybe you have difficulties in your life, and maybe there are problems there that you feel have become mountains before you. But when you read what Job went through, I think most of us have to say, well, Lord, thank you. Praise the name of Jesus. What I'm facing is just little and small compared to what Job faced in his life. Oh, I tell you, this man, he had everything, but he lost everything. He went to such depth. I don't know what I would do if I had to face those things or go through those things that Job went through. But that's why Job also is such a great example for us that if he could praise God in the midst of his circumstances, in the midst of his difficulties, then we can praise God in the midst of our difficulties. Maybe you have found it difficult to lift up your hand and to worship God. Maybe you have found it difficult to start your prayer with thanksgiving And maybe you have even come into some kind of depression that you say, what's the use of it all? Oh, God has turned his back to me. Oh, the Lord is not hearing my prayers. He's not answering me. Oh, where is the love? Where is this? Why is this? How is this? And you are whining and you are crying and you feel so sad and you feel you're the only one. And maybe in some ways you are right that what you are facing is not nice and what you are going through is difficult and is terrible. But it's not right to stop praising God. It's not right to blame him or to get angry at him. You need him now. You need him now more than ever. He is the source of your joy. He is the source of your peace. He is the source of your strength. And if you would just lift up your hands today and worship him and open your mouth, don't just lift up your hands and keep a frown on your face. Don't just lift up your hands and mumble some words like, okay, God, okay, God, thank you, God. No, I want to ask you, lift up your hands And let that yoke over your life be broken now by the worship that will come out of your mouth as you praise him and say, Lord, today I make a choice. I make a decision to worship you because you are great, because you are good, 
because you have never forsaken me. You never left me. You are with me. Your hand is here right now holding on to me. It's because of you, Lord, that I'm alive today, and I expect you to give your goodness to me in every aspect and every area of my life. Hallelujah, Lord. You will bring me across this river. You will bring me over this mountain. You will bring me on the mountaintop again. Hallelujah. And we need to worship him. I tell you, when you start doing this in obedience and because God is good, you will see that something will change in you. And when it changed in you, it will also change around you. I see that Job, he praised God when things went wrong. Some people only praise him when things go right, but we must praise him when things go wrong. Job praised him when things went wrong. In Job 10 verse 12, I read, You have granted me life and loving kindness, and your providence, divine care and supervision has preserved my spirit. How is your spirit? Your body can be in suffering and in pain, and it can be even eaten away by some disease or terrible, terrible uh, cancer or something, but it doesn't have to eat away your spirit. Your spirit, which is in the hand of God, can be preserved of this corruption of this world down here. Maybe your marriage is uh, terrible at the moment, and you say, John, oh, we are not even on speaking terms, and I don't know how to solve this. Something has come between us, and we don't even look to each other with loving eyes anymore. Oh, every conversation turns into anger, and bitterness is there. But today, let it not touch your spirit. Why is this so important? Because from there, change can come in your marriage. From there, healing can come in your body. From there, changes can come in your business, in your finances, in your family, with your children. Oh, if your spirit is eaten away and is depressed and is under the yoke of the enemy, where will the new life start? It will start in your heart, in your spirit, man. And Job, in the midst of his sorrows, he praised God and he says, even though he had all this suffering, all this pain, he had lost his children, he had lost his wife turned against him, he had lost everything. But he says, you have granted me life and loving kindness. <laughs> you might say, John, why are you laughing? Well, I'm laughing in amazement that I just cannot believe that this man in his circumstances could utter the words to the Lord and say, you have given me loving kindness. I know most of us, we would not be able to get those words out of our mouth. But praise be to God if by the Holy Spirit we can, because that is where our strength is. That's where change comes. That's where something happens and gets moved in the spirit. Oh, when it's moved in the spiritual, it will also be moved in the natural. That's where it starts. And out of that pain and out of that circumstance, he said, you gave me life. You gave me loving kindness. You have preserved my spirit. Oh, praise be to God. If your spirit is preserved from corruption, from bitterness, from anger. Oh, I tell you, if maybe it has entered your spirit, man, your heart, then you need a miracle today. 
Maybe you're just praying for that miracle for change in your marriage, in your finances, with your children, in your life, in your body, with healing. But maybe the first miracle you need is that miracle in your spirit, man, that bitterness will flee and go, that that hold of anger will be broken. Oh, it's keeping you in bondage. And because your spirit, man, has become corrupted, Oh, it's not helping you to bring a change in any other circumstance in your life. First of all, it needs to change in your spirit, man. Oh, Job said, you have preserved my spirit. Oh, let us pray that God will preserve our spirit as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. As all the anger and all the problems come against us, that our spirit, man, will stay healthy and pure, filled with love and grace and forgiveness. Job, he praised God because God is almighty. In Job 36, verse 22 to 26, I read, Behold, God is exalted in his power. Who is a ruler or a teacher like him? Who has appointed God his way? And who can say to him, you have done wrong? Remember that you should magnify God's work, of which men have sung. All men have seen God's work. Man looks at it from a distance. Behold, God is exalted, and we do not know him. The number of his years is unsearchable. Oh, Job, he knew in his heart that God is almighty. And he held on to that, even when everything came against him even when the devil had his way with him and when all things came crumbling down and when people came against him and were accusing him and when his own wife said, curse God and die. Oh, Job did not change his attitude or his mind, what he knew in his inner man. Oh, according to his senses, he didn't understand. According to his own frail mind, he could not understand People could not explain and understand, but Job in his inner man knew as a factual truth that God is almighty. God is almighty. Oh, I don't understand him. Oh, I cannot comprehend him. I cannot teach him how he should walk or how he should speak or what he should do. He is the great teacher. He knows what he is doing. He has a plan. He is supreme. He is sovereign. Oh, this is a wonderful thing if you have that as a factual truth in your heart and in your mind that you don't allow your circumstance to change that or to touch that. But you know in your heart, even though I don't understand it with my mind, even though I cannot comprehend what I'm going through or why this is necessary or what good could ever come out of it, God is almighty. And because he is almighty, I will praise him, and I will worship him, and I will bow down before him. Oh, and I will humble myself in his presence, and he will exalt me in due time. Job praised God because he knew that God was aware of every detail of his life. Do you believe that God is aware and has knowledge, and knows exactly what you are going through. He's aware of every detail of your life. He knows everything. He knows the past. He knows the present. He knows the future. He knows all things about you. He knew you 
when you were formed in the womb of your mother, when you yourself even weren't conscious of what was going on. He formed you. He made you. He made you into a living human being. And if you are born again, he gave you eternal life. Hallelujah. And he says, I know the plans that I have for you to prosper you, to give you a hopeful future. He knows every detail. In Job 23, verse 10, it says, but he knows the way that I take and he pays attention to it. When he has tried me, I will come forth as refined gold, pure and luminous. Oh, what a wonderful scripture for us today out of the life of Job. He says, he knows the way that I take and he pays attention to it. I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible. And it says, when he has tried me, oh, after this time, after this time, there is another time coming. And that time that I'm looking forward to, the time that I have my eyes upon is the time that I will come forth pure and luminous like gold that has been refined in the fire. Job didn't have his eye on the now. He didn't have his eye on the past. He didn't have his eye on his problems, on what he had lost, on what he was suffering, but he was looking forward to what he would gain, what he would be, what he would receive, what God would do for him. And I want you to have the same sight today. I want you to look forward to your loving father, to your good almighty God who knows every detail of your life and who has a wonderful plan for the future of your life. And he says in chapter 31, verse 4, does not God see my ways and count all my steps? Oh, hallelujah. He counts all our steps even today. Job, he praised God because he acknowledged that everything is under God's control. Oh, the devil can do only so much, only as much as God will permit him, but somewhere God draws the line. And especially in the book of Job, we read so clearly that the devil says to God, well, you know, I cannot do anything to Job. You have protected him. And God says, you can go so far. And the devil comes to God and says, but I can only go so far. And God says, well, I will allow you to go a little bit further, but only so far and no further than that. God draws the line and the devil cannot do everything that he wants to do. I want you to know, my friend, the devil cannot do everything he wants to do to you. God draws a line and that line is drawn. And when it comes to that point, oh, God will be there to lift you up. He is the God of breakthrough. He will make you to break forth in new light, in new life, oh, in new glory. He will bless you mightily and abundantly. Hallelujah. Everything is under the control of God. The enemy can come against you, your family, your friends, your boss, your neighbors. They can do whatever they want to do, but I tell you, they cannot hold back the promises of God. Oh, they cannot stand in the way of what God wants to do in your life. Your pastor, your church, no one, no man of God, no devil, no demon, no family member, no neighbor can stop God when he comes to bring you your breakthrough, your blessing, when he starts to make a reality in your life, the things that he has already ordained to do for you before you were created, before the earth was formed. It says so wonderfully in Psalms 
34, verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, those with moral courage and spiritual integrity, and his ears are open to their cry. Oh, cry out to the Lord and know that everything is under his control. In verse 18 and 19 of that same psalm, it says, the Lord is near to the heartbroken, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit, who are contrite in heart, truly sorry for their sin. Many hardships and perplexing circumstances confront the righteous, but the Lord rescues him from them all. The Lord rescues him from them all. Hallelujah. Job, he praised God because he knew that God had a plan with his life. In Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 to 19, it says, Though the fig tree does not blossom, and there is no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olive fails, and the fields produce no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold, and there are no cattle in the stalls, yet I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. Listen to that. I will choose, make a choice today to rejoice in the Lord. I will choose to shout in exultation in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, my source of courage, my invincible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like his feet and makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high place of challenge and responsibility. Oh, what a wonderful word that we read here. I want you to read it again in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. And throughout the story of Job, you will see that there is a plan that God had with the life of Job. And that plan was not to bring him down. It was not to crush him. And it was not to belittle him. But it was to bless him, to multiply him, to bring him forth in new life with blessings. Oh, hallelujah. God has that plan for you. And finally, I want to close with this, and then I want to pray for you. Job, he knew that God would be there to protect him. Oh, God is there to protect us, even when it looks like that protection has fallen away. Maybe you feel in your family, in your marriage, with your finances or other things, maybe your health, it seems like that protection is gone because God allowed somehow the enemy to come to a certain place, up to a certain point in your life, but he has not forsaken you. My friend, he has not left you as he did not leave Job. It says in Job 5, verse 11, so that he sets on high those who are lowly and he lifts to safety those who mourn. He lifts to safety those who mourn. He was mourning Job, but he knew God will lift me. He will lift me high to safety because he has not forsaken me. He has not left me. Oh, he has not left you, my friend. He has not forsaken you. And maybe it seems so because in certain areas of your life, you are going through some trials. Maybe you are going through some suffering and maybe you felt it was the end of the world. Well, don't allow it to corrupt your spirit. In your spirit, man, stay healthy and strong 
in the factual knowledge that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is with you, has not left you or forsaken you, and His plans for you are good. They are to bless you. They are to bring blessings to you and to your inheritance, to your seed. And so let me pray for you today. Heavenly Father, I want to pray for those that are listening to this broadcast Oh, maybe they have not been cast down like Job in such a heavy way, but yet for them, they are in the midst of darkness. They are in the midst of their valley. They have problems in their health. They have problems in their job or finances. They have problems in their marriage or their family life or whatever it might be. And maybe they felt it was the end of the world for them. But today, through this broadcast, I pray that you will give them new hope. I pray that you will lift them up to safety, as that Job proclaimed in Job chapter 5, and he says, he lifts to safety those who mourn. Oh, maybe they feel cast down. Maybe they're in the midst of that trial. But today, let them receive new strength. Let them overcome this challenge by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let them know, Lord, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Oh, you are with them. You will not forsake them. You have never left them. Your love never fails. Hallelujah. Bless them today, my heavenly Father. Strengthen them through the Holy Spirit. Let the power of Jesus come into their heart right now. Let that resurrection power lift them up today out of their darkness out of their situation. Help them, Heavenly Father, that they may lift up their hands and that they may sing a new song of worship, that they may praise you in the midst of this circumstance, in the midst of the trial that they are going through, that they will worship you and praise you because you are the Almighty One, that they will praise you because you know every detail of their life, that they will praise you because they know everything is under your control, that they will praise you that even though all things have gone wrong, they know that you will make all things right. You will make all things wonderful and you will bless them abundantly, Lord. This trial will only increase their blessings. These difficulties that they are facing today will only make them stronger and you will bless them, Lord. You will bless them with every blessing that you have promised in your word. Heal them, strengthen them, Oh, deliver them right now, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus as they worship you. And I thank you, Lord. You are with them and you will prove yourself to be the almighty one, even so today, even so in their life, because you are the same. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 